Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Almost Live from Nashville. I'm Jesse. I'm Alan. And this show's all things Nashville. And just like Nashville, we gotta fucking drink about it. We have a very special guest. Uh, a Grammy-nominated audio engineer, Bryce Roberts. Hi. Hey Bryce, what's up, man? Not much. Thanks for having me in your Donaldson home. <laughs> Beautiful Donaldson. You want to just give everybody the address of my social while you're at it? <laughs> I wouldn't get them anywhere. So. Yeah, true, 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 true. Um, what's up, man? I haven't seen Not you much. since April. Yeah. Um, and it's it's October now. Yeah, well, it's October. Almost. Well, the Cardinals just won the uh, National League division, so there's that. Oh, That's wow. actually why... I wanted to come later because I was watching a baseball. Game. Gotcha. <laughs> so like, I ruined everybody's schedule. That's no, okay. it's fine. Wow. I actually I got a longer nap because of it, so That's I was good. pretty happy. And yeah. I had to work off a hangover this yeah. morning. I so. did too. So. Yeah. Lord, hair so. the dog, boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taco Bell did me up right. Yeah, I had Five Points Pizza. Oh, dude, it's so good. And it's open late. Uh-huh. That place rocks. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's we, a lot of good eateries down. We went there. That night <clears throat> that me and Grant came to oh, the yeah, Lady so, Junk show. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that was Lady Junk. Yeah. We uh, went there, and Grant doesn't eat meat. And so we got up there, and uh, he was like, hey, do you guys have any uh, like meatless options? She was like, yeah, we have a, a bruschetta pizza. And I was like, that's that's weird. Bruschetta's that's not a topping. Yeah. <laughs> no, bruschetta, like the little... Pieces oh, yeah, of yeah. bread with tomatoes yes, and basil. Now I understand. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you're on the right track. So he was like, okay, cool, I'll have that. So we come home and open it, and it's prosciutto, prosciutto, yeah, yeah, prosciutto yeah, yeah. whatever the meat is. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> what what is this? <laughs> yeah. They have a good tomato basil pizza that they normally, that you can get at the. the yeah. The I think that's probably what she thought she was telling him yeah. it was. And that's super good. Yeah, go for a classic margarita. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, not Mars meaning to like talk bad about the place because they do rock. That was just oh, yeah. a funny great, situation. Yeah, great yeah. pizza. So. Well, you're going to lose them a lot of business. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Five points in East Nashville. Go there. And uh, it's good. Eat their pizza. Their prosciutto pizza is really open like 3 <laughs> have, you, have you been to Five Points Tacos? No. Oh, is Which that is the place right that's by that marathon? It's in the, yeah, the parking lot of yeah, the gas station. Yeah, it's so good. And oh, it's like man. the best tacos around. Yeah, it's Damn. super fast, too. Yeah, fast and cheap. It's one of those airplanes. Can you hear that on the microphones? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we had to do some some editing with that for the first episode. Can you hear that in your in the studio downstairs, in the basement? Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah, it sucks, but what are you going to do? Yeah. I don't do any, other than this... Yeah. I don't do any tracking. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. He does vocals and stuff, but not him, but mm-hmm. yeah. Nick downstairs. Um whatever. Well, that's a good segue into uh you guys were hungover this morning. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So Bryce, the first part of the show we always just drink, but we always make a cocktail for our guests based around them. You know this. Yeah. Um <clears throat> and you told me that your favorite was a mix between a old-fashioned and a negroni mm-hmm. or sorry a tie between it's a toss-up yeah so yeah. we went ahead and made you a mix between a old-fashioned and a negroni yeah the italians would not be they wouldn't proud. like this no, <laughs> uh, purists do not appreciate this but it is good it's pretty but, good uh, yeah Strong. so you want to tell everybody what's in it well 
It's basically an old-fashioned with Campari, right? So it's sugar, <laughs> bitters, bourbon, and Campari. Uh, I prefer an old-fashioned with rye. Have you had that? Yes, Mm-mm. I have. A rye old-fashioned, I really? think. Really? has a little bite, mm-hmm. and it balances it out. And you know who makes a good rye whiskey is Jack Daniels. Really? Yeah. I was surprised when it came out, that, and I tried it, and it was super good. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Jim Beam's cheaper, pretty good, too. Yeah, for like the cheaper whiskeys, I love Dickel. Oh, yeah. Dickel rye in an old-fashioned. Works really well. Waters for drinking. Dickel's, or uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I said that Waters for tears. Dickel's for drinking. <laughs> Is that a Texas? Uh, I don't know. Phrase. I saw it on a poster one time. <laughs> so, uh, it stuck around. So, yeah, the Negroni with bourbon is basically what that is or an old-fashioned with campari yeah. uh i made it last night like as a negroni with bourbon mm-hmm. uh with the sweet vermouth as well and with the sugar and the campari i thought it was too sweet so yeah. we we took it out today um, it's hard to mess with the negroni it's just yeah. like so perfect yeah and we chose not to just do a straight up negroni because we did gin on the first episode yeah mm. we did a mule yeah, um, pomegranate Moscow mule. Oh, yeah, super good. It was very good. So I had this conversation yesterday at the bar, last night at the bar. Uh, so when I go to a bar, like a dive bar, mm-hmm. and order, or even a cocktail bar, and if I want a mule, which I often do, I'll say I'll have like a ginger beer and vodka. Yeah, with you know lime. You trick them into it because <laughs> it'll cost six dollars. But if I say, yeah, can I get a Moscow Mule or something? It'll cost eleven dollars. Wow, here in Nashville. Yeah. Oh, dude. so yesterday at Three Crow, one of my favorite spots. Oh yeah, I was like, let me get vodka and ginger beer with a garnish of lime. And then she said, quite annoyingly, so you want a mule? <laughs> <laughs> they caught on. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Idiot, I want a mule. <laughs> but I don't I want to pay mule prices. Exactly, even though I look like the idiot. Yeah. So. Are you, she probably thought you were being a dick. Like, if you said, Explaining I want a Moscow it. mule, she'd be like, I don't know how to make that. Like, this yeah. guy doesn't think I know how to do like, my no, job. I know yeah. you know what it is, but I'm trying to trick you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you do run into it. Like, so uh, Solomon that I play in a band with, he'll like, he wants a, a specific drink that has a name, but he will just break it down ingredient by ingredient so he <laughs> yeah. knows that he's getting the right thing. Well, sometimes right. you can't trust people. Yeah, no. Well, it's like the pizza. We thought we knew what we were getting, but go. it came yeah. out wrong. So, no, you just drink it. I mean, or maybe that's just me. Like, if you put the wrong drink in front of me, I'm still probably oh, probably going to drink it. Yeah. See, that's uh, so my wife is very different for me in that way because if something's wrong, I'll just be like, well, I guess that's what life handed me. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be like, I'm going to like this. I'm going to make the best out of this situation, which the best thing to do is what she does, which is always like, no, like, give me what I ordered. I already Mm -hmm. paid for it. Right. Well, that can go for like, I understand for food and things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when you're at a bar, just drinking. Yeah. You're when they're busy. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because at Taco Bell, for instance, (laughs) I don't want to act like we just like go to Taco Bell all the time, but you know. You do. We go to talk about all of <laughs> live right next to one. It sucks. But, you know, she'll be very specific about it. Like, no onions, because she can't do onions. And she'll be like, uh, no, hold the rice, half beans, something like that. And I'll just be like, they're just going to mess it up. Yeah. Don't do this yourself. <laughs> just, just keep it simple. And they do. They mess it up every time. Yeah, it's is that the one in Eastside? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's awful. It's, it's like the infamous. Worst. Yeah. That's like the worst Taco Bell I've ever been to. Yeah. 
I went through the drive through once at like 8.30 at night, and they were like, we're closed. And I was like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Been there. Damn. And I sat at the drive through just kind of like, oh, well, I mean, there's nobody here, but, I mean, maybe they're, like, cleaning inside. Hey, yeah. we closed. <laughs> that's, that's exactly <laughs> what it is, yeah. Got to respect them, though. Yeah, I mean, they don't give a shit. No. I wouldn't either. Nor should they. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. That's what it comes down to. And the fact that we expect them to is hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. Do your job better. It's Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it also probably sucks to work at a fast food restaurant over there because there's so many bars in East Side now. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Like, if you go to that cookout at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, that's the most lit bar in East Side. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, for sure. Well, you know that they're all—they're only dealing with people that are drunk. Yeah, right. And, and that's so that's got to get old. Super. People fast. that are drunk and uh, drinking and driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, they're all of their clientele. Jeez. So you live in East Nashville still? I still haven't seen y'all's new house. Really? Yeah. Sorry. Well, you—we <laughs> haven't invited you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, you never reason. invite me anywhere, but. Uh, I feel like, you know, that's not whole, true. Like Actually, point you and I have been inviting each other to shows for like a year now. And never. And going. we just we can never make it at the same time. Yeah. One of these days we're going to go to a show and We've, it's going to be we been awesome. To one, have we been to one metal show? We went to Paul Bear at the Exit. Oh, yeah. oh hell like, yes. That was years ago, though. Yeah. So my and the reason why I did that. So you're a Paul Bear fan? Yeah. So I'm like good friends with those guys. Oh, fuck yeah. Which is. um. Cause they're, we're all from Arkansas and we used to play in like bands together and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Devin, their guitar player, I roomed with him in college my first year. Um, so yeah, we're really tight. Well, you, you went to MTSU. Though, I right? did. So my first year I went to university of central. Oh, uh, okay. I was about to say, I don't remember the Paul Cause Bear I, didn't, I was like, to... yeah. So I didn't, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do yet. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't think that audio was an option Yeah, and I was kind of feeling that out. Um, so I just did all these basic classes there and, didn't really get yeah, it out of the way yeah. before you had to go yeah. to MTSU. When did you <clears throat> when did you finish MTSU? Uh, 2012. Okay. Is that like when you started? Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, when I started. So y'all wouldn't have ever been there. Mm-mm. Yeah. Same time. Um, he probably got to have a lot more fun than I did. Mm, I did not enjoy my uh, college experience like most people do. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't mind MTSU, but it wasn't MTSU. It was Murfreesboro. Yeah, yeah, because same the, here. the Murfreesboro house show scene was still pretty lively yeah, yeah. when I lived there, and there's the, the I just I love the bars for some reason. Murfreesboro, they're shitty and awful, but they okay. they hold this nostalgic place in my heart. Yeah, I would have had more fun there if I was um, how do I I don't know if I had started drinking heavily. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I didn't start drinking really until. Until like I moved to Nashville, and, really? like you can't escape drinking. No, Nashville right. No. It's just every yeah. networking thing, every way to talk. To oh you, yeah, it's just, it's just yeah. You can't mm-hmm. just like go get a cup of coffee yeah. apparently anymore. <clears throat> yeah, for better or worse. Yeah, I've quit yeah. drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said that this is like the only time that you this really is the drink only time now. I drink now. Yeah. And besides last night, like I really don't drink a lot anymore. But I was like, we got Evan at the house, and. I'm, I'm going to drink this whole bottle if I can get away with it. And I got like halfway through and passed out on the futon upstairs. And I still can't find the bottle. 
I like hid I hid it from myself last night in a drunken state, and now it's like just <laughs> wow. completely lost somewhere in the house. And there's still alcohol in it. Yeah, so you hid it, it from yourself. Like, yeah, and you're like wow. you don't need any more of this. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want no part of this that's shit, Gooey. That's a good Easter egg. You find that one day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope we find it soon too. I used to when I would get drunk, like at home by myself, I would. Wake up the next morning. Don't make me cry, man. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Yeah. I used to wake up the next morning and find like candy bars hidden in like my sock drawer and shit. I'm like, hell yeah, drunk me, hell yeah. Yeah, I used to find just used condoms laying around. <laughs> no girl, just used condoms. Edit that out. <laughs> so, uh, you both went to MTSU for the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. Friday, I don't know. What yeah. did you go for? Audio production, uh, mathematics. <laughs> it, was, it was audio production. Yeah, yeah. I went for. Um, so this is kind of a heavy topic but uh i went to audio school as well i went to a trade school Mm -hmm. um and it i really enjoyed it i'm glad i went i learned a lot uh but i've also met a lot of people in our industry that didn't go yeah so do you feel like it was necessary for you to be in the position you're in now as your yeah. credits and your nominations and things? Yes, for me, because uh, with the way that my career has kind of gotten going, it was it was very much the traditional route of like academics and then you get an internship through school mm-hmm. and then you work your way up at that internship and get a job and then you get a better job later. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like one in a million. I, I recognize that, that like got lucky doing it the way that school in 2012 at least told you was possible which really wasn't that possible for most people yeah Mm -hmm. i agree and i think got real lucky and i think it is right place right time kind of situation i think it's necessary maybe not necessary so i guess like the biggest my the real question behind that is like you went to a university Mm -hmm. for audio production Mm -hmm. and i went to a trade school for audio production and i haven't won grammys or anything but like (laughs) I've done some cool stuff. I think I'm, yeah. quote, successful in the industry. Uh, not in the same sense that you are, obviously, but still. Do you think, like, having a degree in it helps? No. no. I, don't, I mean, I think, I don't think it get, I don't think that me being in the position I'm in is because of having a university degree. Yeah. Nobody's looking at it. It's because you're better at it than anybody else. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, like, I contribute all, like, 80% of it to right place, right time, like oh, you yeah. said. Right. You know, and then I'm I'm not going to I'm not gonna be like play modest and be like, oh, you know, that's all it is. Yeah, like I worked hard and everything, but I will say that like most of it really is right place, right time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for example, um, for example, my first assistant gig was when, you know, I had kind of, I had worked hard as, as an intern at Quad Studios and like, learned what I needed to know to be prepared if I got thrown into a session, which I never knew if that would happen or not. Um, so that was the part that was on me. Like, okay, yeah, I worked hard. That's great. Uh, but then I got lucky because like, you know, Brett Lind, a good friend of mine was kind of an engineer there before me. And he all of a sudden took like a month off and, you know, just kind of do his own thing and earn some life experience. And, uh, and I was just the only guy there that knew everything that he could, right. th- that I needed to know to do a session. So that's, so, a, that's a lucky thing there. Brett know? Lind, that dude, I think you just, you know, gave him credit for you knowing 
mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And I have to say, I don't think I would be where I am in this town without him either. Yeah. Uh, good fucking dude. Yeah. And he helped he helped me out a lot as well, like right <laughs> right time, right place kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Quad shut down, because you were assisting in things there while I was interning yes. there. And um, when they shut the doors as Quad he kind of took me under his wing was like just hang out with me he yeah. wasn't paying me but i mean i wouldn't expect him to but i was doing sessions with him and uh through that is how i got the job yeah. at the studio that i ended up working at for years and yeah so he's just, yeah he's a good person good like, dude uh, we should have him on here okay. he's should, not in yeah, nashville he's not in nashville anymore he's here a lot though he's here yeah. a lot and he's still touring i think yeah Matt, who works at me with the tra- with me at the tracking room, he and I have a joke with Brett because we almost see him now that he doesn't live here anymore. We almost see him more often really? than when he did. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's here. I feel like every month, and it's uh, you. It's like you feel this sort of obligation to to meet up because he doesn't live here. You know. Yeah. So, but it's funny because it's like every month, like, hey man, I'm back in town. You want to? Yeah, <laughs> I haven't. So you up? just have to move away. That's exactly. That's it. That's, that's how, how you make how friends. You get to come to my house. <laughs> that's, that's how I get invited to Bryce's house. If you house. move away and you so, come in town, uh, sell, I haven't seen him since house. he moved away. Actually, oh, really? believe it yeah, or not, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time he was in town, I was either on the road or he was doing something else, mm-hmm. and it just didn't work out. So, yeah, yeah, he's a busy guy. He's. But I have to, yeah, definitely give him some credit for. For sure. For myself. Yeah, he taught me a lot. And then on top of that was always, his mentality was always, you know, if if everybody is moving up, it's not competitive. It's more like, let's let's move everybody up the line. Yeah. I mean, he put together all of that, like, um, like that booklet or whatever you had to go through oh, to yeah. learn the rooms at Quad. Didn't he mm-hmm. start that? tests and stuff. I could be wrong, but did he, he? I don't know if he started it, but he was definitely the guy that had been there the longest when you and I were there. Yeah, and so, yeah, he did all of my little checkoffs, as we called them, little tests, and basically taught me how to how to run everything in each room. Um, so I owe a lot to him for sure. Yeah, thanks, Brett. <laughs> thanks, Brett. <laughs> Miss you. Miss you, bud. Uh, so let's go down this road. Uh, quad. How long? Were you there before they shut <clears throat> shut the doors? Uh, let's see. I started as an intern in 2012 when I graduated, which I think was like the second half of 2012. I'm so bad with like sure. years and seasons. I don't, care I don't know years, what season just... is what. Like, <clears throat> we don't really have well, seasons. The, the cold one's do. called winter. <laughs> the one the is hot winter. one is summer. It doesn't get right. cold here anymore, though. And, like, uh, thank you, <laughs> climate change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a whole another path. <laughs> Thanks, Trump. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so let's see. I was there 2012 until they shut down in 20, the end of 2014, 2014. Uh, no. 15, maybe. Because I started there in May or June of 2014. Yeah. And I think I was there into the new year. Oh, really? So around the beginning of 2015. So I was, I was there almost three years, I think. Does that sound right? I think that's right. Yeah. Almost three years. Nice. That's my And then, so from there, because there you, you said you started your internship, and then you moved into, from what I remember of Quad, it was like you interned where you were just, 
just a piece of shit. The bitch, <laughs> for lack of a better word, just the bitch. You're yeah. getting coffee. You're making coffee. You that's were what you do though. buying. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. That's how you do it. That's but uh, like any time I've heard anybody like having an internship, it's not like you don't get to touch a mic. No, like you're, right. Yeah. So you you did all that, and then <laughs> once you proved that you were like competent and you were an okay person, mm-hmm. then they let you start doing setups. Yeah. And I remember, all of this is for free, by the way. It's like yeah, oh, you've earned the yeah. right to do more work for us. Yeah, this <laughs> isn't like a Congrats. this isn't a lawyer's office. When you're interning, you're not getting paid. Yeah, you have you might job you might else. get to eat for free every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, get some bagels. Yeah, yeah. stale <laughs> bagels at the end of the night. Yeah. Oh, dude, I a lived on bagel. stale bagels for <laughs> yeah. the whole time I was there. Every night it's I would... terrible, yeah. Me too. Um, And cold, like, room temperature coffee. Yeah. Like, I don't eat bagels to this day. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> the only way I can drink coffee now is, like, room temperature because uh, of, like, because getting of that. old coffee. Yeah, especially, like, working for CP and, like, oh, yeah. crew one and stuff. Well, you should treat yourself to some hot coffee one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's very it. good. It's so hot now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just take the, the, the coffee off the pot and just let it sit there until it gets cold enough, and Dude, then I can drink fucking it. fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, that is sad. But, so, you'd start, you did that, and then, and then you started doing setups, and I remember, <clears> like, for a while, we had like six interns including myself and ben Mm -hmm. and every time you or brett would have a setup it was me and him doing the setup and even if like there was other interns there you'd call us and be like can you guys help us yeah so you do the setups and then from there you can start like assisting and things and i think i was almost to that point when they came in they're like oh you're all out of here yeah uh yeah you were for sure because i was i had helped brett Somebody came in and uh, he he was an engineer. It was a. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Someone came in was an engineer from from England and he was like a big time engineer. Oh, uh, and uh, Brett was like, "Oh, sweet! Like I'm gonna get to assist for this guy." And it was Glenn John's son, Ethan John's. Ethan yeah, John's yeah, yeah. I wasn't gonna say his name. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you paused and I thought that's you were why trying I to remember trying his name. No. Edit that shit out. We can say his name. I don't know why I was it trying doesn't not matter. to. You don't have any fans yet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. The five people are not going <laughs> to... So, gonna yes, Ethan Johns comes in and Brett's like excited, like, hell yeah, I'm going to like assist for Ethan Johns. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And then Ethan, Ethan was like, no, 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 I'm playing. Mm-hmm. And Brett was like, so do you have your engineer with you? He's like, no, you're doing it. And Brett was like, asked me, was like, I need you to assist for me. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And that's kind of, yeah, I don't want to talk about myself too much, but that was when I was like, oh, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm doing, doing okay. Yeah. Here. That's, yeah, that was um, your, your aha moment. Yeah. I learned a lot from, from that session, like with, really? from Ethan himself, but oh, I'm sure. we won't go into all that. Yeah. Um, so from quad, that was an interesting time. Yeah, it was. The whole everything that happened there, yeah. which that's all political and we shouldn't talk about it. But sort of in this in this tiny world of people that either worked at Quarter or, you know, did sessions there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, that that doesn't matter. Yeah. So from there, you moved straight to the tracking room, or were did, you? So... Wasn't there a period of time? <laughs> there was a period of time where, uh, did yeah? Actually, I want to know this because. After that, I started helping out at the tracking room. Oh, yeah. I think you, maybe you were the one who got me that gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was helping the old 
manager. So, yeah. So what happened was, uh, so Zach Pankos interned with you because he... Uh, he was or sitting at the... De- he was a paid employee. He was working at the front desk. Or yeah, he was a paid employee when yeah. I was interning. Uh, and so what happened was he called me one day out of the blue because so quad had just been closed and we were all like well shit now what do we do dude and that we'll never was, get a studio job again because they basically don't exist yeah. i was in i was destroyed by that because i was like this is my internship and i thought i was about to get hired like what the hell am i supposed to do now yeah, yeah. as somebody who like doesn't know anything in this yeah. town it's funny how quad made it made those jobs seem so valuable like right it was our first foot in the door. So it was valuable. But looking back, it's like, why was I so excited? Like, I revered the guy that sat at the front desk and got paid minimum wage. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I revered him as an intern. I was like, oh, I'm going to be him one day. <laughs> like, that is my end goal right there. And I was just like, that's all I saw. I put blinders on. You yeah, know? absolutely. And, and it was great because, because it worked out. But if it hadn't worked out, I'd be looking back and saying, like, what the hell was I thinking? Why yeah. was I so obsessed with? trying to work that there's so many better high paying yeah. jobs that are actually like more legitimate as a business yeah. <laughs> to be honest i mean that's just the studio business in the state of it but, yeah yeah so anyways where, where were we uh so to so you getting your job at, at at yeah tracking room so zach we all got laid off and we were all desperate to find new gigs um and if i was like i was like trying more. to get i'm Let's okay get. for now thank you i was trying to get unemployment you know, because this I was is a like, right to work state. Yeah, so it was like hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh was anybody actually employed by them? Um, I actually was because the guys that worked at the front desk were considered like salary employees at Quad, even though it didn't really seem that way. We, yeah, we, I was considered an actual employee, not just a contract worker. So I was. I got a little tiny severance pay of like a thousand bucks to get me through the next like. Oh, that's right. And um, which, yeah, I won't go into that. <laughs> we don't have to go into all this, but just saying, like, give something to your quote unquote employees who aren't working for anything. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then you just like because oh, yeah. it was one day they were just like, "You're all out of here." The internship system yeah. was well, this and is was oversaturation. It's like, That's well, you could like you give want. me a phone number, you know, give me fifty bucks <clears throat> so I can eat dinner this week. Like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I guess like I I went and it's, found another gig. It's the so dream. It was fine. They don't have to pay you for you trying to like live yeah. your dream. Let me tell you, I had a a bunch of pencils I could write my resume with after that internship. <laughs> oh you took some pencils huh <laughs> anyway sorry go Thief. ahead oh so we were all desperate to find gigs and zach pankos called me the other day one uh, out of the blue one day and uh said hey so i've been doing some work at this place the tracking room and uh it's kind of sketchy over there right now i don't it's not managed very well and he's like and they want me to keep working there and i just i don't want to do it but i'll throw you a bone like if you if you're desperate for work like at least it's something and i was like yeah i'm desperate for work let's yeah. do it um so really i i owe a lot to him for for kind of starting the tracking room path that i'm on um so zach gave me the phone call saying hey there's a session that i don't want to do do you want to do and i said yes so i got a call from the previous manager of the tracking room one day and he was kind of like one night it was like 9 or 10 p.m at night and uh and he was like there i heard you can uh you can uh assistant engineer on some sessions and i was like yeah i have the ability like 
you know, what are the terms kind of thing. And, uh, we didn't really dive into the payment and stuff like that. Um, but he, he said, I, I was like, when's the session? And he's like, uh, it's tomorrow morning. <laughs> it's a 10 a.m. start, you know. Of course. And I was like, oh, Lord. Like, I've got a – I've never been to this studio before. Yeah. Um, and was so, this before the SSL from Quad was in there? This is. So they had, a, they had an SSL 9000J still. Right. They had the second one. They had the first one in Nashville. Um, it was like serial number number two or something. Oh, wow. So it was like the second SSL 9000 that they had manufactured is what I heard. Um, and it had all kinds of issues, which I came to find out. So, so I came in the next morning at like, well, first of all, he asked me when I wanted to come in the next morning. I was like, well, can I come in tonight? Cause I'm used to doing the setups the night before yeah. if possible. Mm-hmm. Cause it's a, you know, if a session starts at 10, people start arriving at like eight 30 and there's so many things to do. Like, I'm not going to have time to show up in the morning and set up a session and no. figure everything out. Yeah. And he was like, well, no, you'll just need to come in tomorrow morning. Um, and so I had to like convince him that I needed to come in by like seven thirty or eight to like figure the room out and all this stuff. And I finally convinced him cause he had the key, you know? So I got there early the next morning and there were just like no interns or like anybody there to help me. Yeah. So it was just me, like just my heart was racing and it's just, this is the biggest studio in Nashville, like yeah. square footage wise. So I was like, you know, 80 channel console, like giant patch bay, all this outboard gear. Um, the engineer, thank God the engineer was this guy, Greg Archilla, who's a pretty well-known engineer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he's also like the chillest dude in the music business probably. Um, so when he, when he, like I contacted him and stuff and I explained to him like, dude, I've never worked here before. I don't know what's going on. Like, There's no one here to help me. I'm just going to make this work the best I can. And yeah. he was just like. Yeah, man, just do the best you can. Like, he was so chill. Was it a, just like a normal Nashville session? It was just a session? normal, basic tracking session. Okay, yeah, okay. it was like country or something. Yeah, you yeah. know, pop country. Um, and so I, like, rushed. I, like, ran around putting mics up. Uh, and then I had to basically go in the control room and, like, study the patch bay. And, you know, I had, like, half an hour to do all the patching on this bay that I've mm. never seen before. And, like... It was stressful. It's large. Yeah, Yeah, it's large. And there's like a lot of kind of weird, at that time there were a few weird things. Yeah. Like that didn't make sense. And um, so there's some trial and error and I kind of, I don't, I'm trying to remember how I clicked out. Like I just played music in the loudspeakers or something and just tried to turn the pre's all the way up. I never even, yeah, I I think I checked a few pre's just to hear if I heard room noise, but like, I think I never had a chance to properly like check the mics before everybody was like, all right, let's get going. Yeah. Yeah. And Greg Archilla was so nice. He like got on the talk back and was like, all right, well, neither of us have ever worked here before. So we're just, you know, we'll hope for the best. And he was like, well respected. <laughs> so all the session guys were like, all right, man, whatever. Like I trust you. Yeah. Um, and, and it all like turned out pretty decently. Um, but anyway, so after that, uh, he, he kept wanting to hire me because I guess he was in a pickle and there was like nobody working there because everybody had quit because he was mm-hmm. like a terrible Who manager he is, yeah. and they weren't getting paid and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was so desperate that I was like, I don't care if I'm going to get paid. I got to <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I work. Like, I got to get the credentials. Experience. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so that's when I started calling you and saying, and I also called Zach too and was like, <laughs> I think I told you like, you may or may not get paid. But yeah. Like <laughs> I could really use. And so where we, I was, I was like, may get paid okay, okay. yeah <laughs> and then that with zach awesome. um oh by the way zach pankos like he did a lot of work at sound emporium as one of their staff engineers oh, nice. and uh 
uh, he's really like highly loved by producers and engineers and stuff. And yeah, so when's, have it. you seen him recently? No, not really. I saw him. He came over here uh, uh, recently. He's yeah. he's doing. He's killing it. He yeah. he. He. Uh, it doesn't matter. I've had multiple. Like, he's working for himself now, and I've he's had multiple, doing yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've heard. I've had multiple engineers and producers tell me when I was working with them, like, yeah, Zach's like the best assistant in town. I'm yeah. like, cool, I am assisting you right now. <laughs> that's okay. not cool, but thanks. Like, he's my buddy, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so he and I had a deal where I was like, because he started working at Sony and like trying to freelance random little places, and I was like, I'll help you do setups if you help me do setups. Yep. And we'll just call it even. And so that worked for like a few months, and I kind of did the same thing with you, I feel like. I was even, that was like my biggest, uh, I think if it wasn't for you and him and Brett, I probably would have been out of this because I didn't know what to do. I mean, as, as somebody like brand new to the town and you're an intern and you're not, you don't know really, you know, I went to school, I was educated, but I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. But you, Zach and and Brett kept calling me like, Hey, I need help on a setup tonight. Hey, I need help on a setup tonight. And that like kept my foot Mm -hmm. in that door and my brain like turning. So I was like, yeah. Oh, I still really do enjoy this. That's what, that's half of it right there. And is keeping mm-hmm. your sort of passion about it. And yeah. Like, yeah. And I was meeting people. It. Yeah. The passion. Exactly. Like, yeah. like being like, Oh, I'm going to be on, like you said, like I'm going to be over there where he is one day and it's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. Uh, anyways. Yeah, yeah. That never ends. I mean, I still struggle now with like, you know, like right now I kind of feel like I'm flatlined a little bit just in this past kind of half year or so, I feel like Mm -hmm. I haven't had sessions that have pushed me up higher as an engineer in a little bit, you know what I mean? And that's just kind of something that is just going to be a struggle forever. If you are in a business like this, but then you'll get that one gig where you're like, wow, I got this opportunity. That's really cool. And that made me better, you know, and I'm networked with this and this and, you know, got kind of this opportunity that helped me out. So, yeah. Well, so all of that aside, there's a new manager there, and everything's running smoothly. And uh, yep. Matt Lee, y'all have what? What I think is cool <laughs> is so uh, when we were at Quad, there was the SSL. What nine thousand? Nine thousand J, yeah. The one that's that was at Quad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A room, yeah. Uh, eight. How many? Ninety six. It's channels? an eighty channel. Eighty, 80 channel. channel desk, Huge yeah. desk. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, and that's where. As we just learned, Bryce's first internship and first job in town was at mm-hmm. Quad. So he was on that console. And then shortly after you started, after the management changed yeah. and you started actually working for the tracking room, they moved that SSL from Quad to the tracking room. Yeah. So Bryce is like, came it home. has been on the same yeah. console his whole career. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, actually, I have... You, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but the, they moved the Neve from the B room and quad to the A room right. where that SSL used to be. Do you know what they put there in the oh, B in room? The so the, the B room... Is it just a... Is It's now actually multiple edit. rooms. Ah. Oh, okay. And they put... So the control room is one room. The piano booth is one room. The room in the back. Like, all the ISO booths basically are separate little edit mix yeah. suites, little songwriter suites, because it's a publishing company. Right. So, so the whole back area, I haven't been there, honestly, since anything. I just had no reason to go back. Yeah. yeah. Out of curiosity, I do want to go back. But 
Um, yeah, every everything in the in the Neve room is now just little mixed suites and rock right. songwriter That's cool. rooms. So I guess it works for their purpose. It's sad because that was the original Quad, Quad Studios. Studios yeah. um, and so a lot of history just kind of got, I don't know, just demolished in a way. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but at least it's still rocking. It's still it's still a studio, which is yeah. cool. Could have been worse. Oh yeah. Like it, they painted it. You know, it used to yeah, be that it used to be bright, yellow. disgusting, <laughs> bright yellow color, mustard. And they painted it gray, and it like it looks better. Yeah. But I kind of wish it was still yellow. Yeah. The beauty of quad was uh was that it was like a time capsule from the seventies. Yeah. Like it really was, <laughs> especially in the Neve room. That the A room is a little more. 90s time capsule but the, yeah, the neve room for sure you know you walk down this little hallway that smelled like weed because rappers were working in <laughs> so you're walking through and you smell you smell weed and it reminds you of the 70s and then you keep walking and you see an old coke machine from the 70s that said that had the old quad studio logo on it and the the same fucking coffee machine and toaster the toaster from yeah. like the original quad the toaster was definitely Which ethan a- has now right ethan barrett Oh yeah, I think he yeah. has that. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know this? So, <laughs> so there's a guy in town, and if you hear this, sorry. <laughs> but, if you hear this, sorry. <laughs> I think his name's Austin. He's a session drummer, but he was the guy who used to drum live for Paramore. Oh, uh, is it Evan? No, yeah, Evan Hutchinson. Did Hutchinson? He's he, half like he like eighty percent of his body is is burnt. No, that's he not. was in a okay. fire. So he, oh, no, no, no. I know who you're talking yeah, I think yeah, his yeah. name's Austin. Okay. I don't know. Anyways, this is an intern story that I was I witnessed happen. Uh, I was in there in the kitchen, like, cleaning up or whatever, and that old-ass toaster from the 70s, he was making a bagel. Backstory, I guess he was in, like, an accident when he was a kid, and, like, most of his body mm, is, is burnt. burnt. And uh, he was making toaster heating up a bagel or something and the toaster caught on fire (laughs) and i was like oh no and he just goes oh not again not again and like backed up and i was like shit so i like put it i was like no (laughs) but like the humor of that like he was like not again like he was joking joking. he wasn't like having a flashback he was he was yeah if you're burning 80 percent of your body from a toaster he was joke. he was joking it was hilarious but that toaster was like not safe (laughs) no it was there was a lot of things there were a lot of things there that wasn't safe for sure so um, oh, what I was getting with that. So you walk into the Neve room, yeah. and the entire Neve room hasn't changed basically since it opened mm-hmm. in like what 1969 or something. Yeah. Um, so it's like I remember going in there, especially in the mornings when I was like working at the front desk and stuff. Um, I remember going there, and uh, no, I'm drinking this beer right now. No, I have some more whiskey. Having, it's you're like, so terrible about doing this. It's just shoving later. four roses down. Just one through. more. Don't. I know what you're trying to do with me. <laughs> I know you're. Engaged. I'm over that. I'm. I'm drinking a. Bryce, stone. I'm over you. I'm engaged now. <laughs> Good. Finally. I want to drink my Blackstone pumpkin ale and All just right. feel. Oh, nice! It like is a gentleman. It is fall now. I feel like a real basic bitch. Um, Pumpkin spice. Go yeah. ahead. The Neve Room from the, the Neve 70s. The Neve Room. Oh, so I remember going in there like in the mornings when no one was there. Mm-hmm. And like they had these windows with all this natural light in the main room. Mm-hmm. And it was all like 
wood paneling every like the floors are wood the panelings wood the ceilings are black so it's like always dark and uh you just felt like you're like wow neil young recorded yeah yeah harvest and shit so just Johnny Cash sat on this couch. Yeah, yeah. I that, that's that couch. Oh, really? From yeah. from Quad, that couch yeah. that's in my living room. Yeah. yeah, like a rug. Holy shit! That's we got, got uh, we got one of the couches at Ben's old house. Yeah. One time we were hanging out late at night, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, oh, we gosh. ordered pizza, and the pizza guy, we were like, "Hey, man, you want to come in and like play uh, video games with us?" <laughs> And he said yes, so he came in, and we're like, Duh. he like sat down on the couch, and at me, drunk, was like, Johnny Cash sat on that couch once, and he was yeah. like, really? And he like lost his mind because this couch came from Quad, which yeah. absolutely was not there back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was like, oh my god, that's so cool, and he like yeah. hung out for like an hour, and he's like, all right, I got another delivery. I gotta go. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, when I was a pizza delivery boy, I never got to do cool. I got a gun pointed at my face. Oh wow. Yeah. Were you Damn. Were you a boy or were you a man? I was a man. Oh, so it, it, was at, man. it was in Murfreesboro. Pizza Inn. It was on New Salem Highway. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And just one day I like go to deliver two large pizzas. And a guy wow. hops over a fence and he just points a gun and like, give me your money bag that's in the car. It's like, oh, you've done this before. And like wow. gave him like three, four hundred bucks. Holy shit. And then had to still go deliver the pizza. I had walked oh, up and Jesus. she's like, do you have change for a 20? I was like, <laughs> fuck you. Some dude just pointed a gun in my face in your yard. And she's like, oh, keep, keep the money. Keep the money. Oh she didn't God. say like, come inside and be safe. Yeah. No, she was just like, but, and, and then I drove back shaking in my, my envoy back to pizza. Inn, Jesus Christ. And my boss wanted me to do like my end of day duties before I left. I was like, I'm going home and Zeke's like, you got to go clean the, the pasta <laughs> the tray out and all this stuff. I was like, I just had a gun pointed at my face. I'm going fucking home. I heard a story one wow. time. Uh, a guy was deli- the same thing happened to him. The guy came up to him. He was walking up to the lady's house, and uh, he was like, "Give me all your money." And he just looked at him and was like, "But then I wouldn't have any." <laughs> and the robber just like, "You can't argue with that." <laughs> uh, and then he just That's left. Solid logic. <laughs> Anyways, that was a tangent. Sorry. Oh man. I think I finished my point. It was just, it felt cool there. Yeah. yeah. It just like felt, felt legendary. Um, smelled like weed and it felt cool. Yeah. And, uh, do you think they, what do you think they did with the reverb chamber? That's a good question. I mean, I heard that they planned on wiring it up to the A room, but I don't know if that ever happened. You know, probably not. Probably not. With the, clientele like they're they don't yeah. need that you know yeah it's just kind of cool yeah. and back in the day they did need it which is what's cool about yeah it. um yeah i heard some heard all kinds of stories but the the quad bomb mm-hmm. do you remember this yeah of course that's how you got a job at quad you had to hit the bong no you didn't have to hit the bong you had to find the bong oh okay <laughs> yeah so for years and years there was a kind of community bong that uh and disclaimer i don't even smoke weed yeah me either you know what i mean me neither but i i respect the art Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm not against it i just don't like it i just yeah i don't i don't like coughing (laughs) that's literally half of why i don't well edibles are are, that's another thing but then it's kind of you feel weird and yeah and then it's like six hours of, of just like can't open your closet door yeah 
<laughs> so <laughs> just stay in the closet. Man. <laughs> Living um, in it. You're better in there. <laughs> yeah, you're fine with talk, Jesse. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So that so there was a quad bong that was a community bong that like artists would come and use it, and then like you know staff people would probably use it, and like and then one day, uh, I guess by the time I had started working there, it had already been lost for like. A year and yeah. like so we used to have this bong it was like a legend like they would talk about like oh me and willie nelson smoked out of this quad bong together. you know it was like all these little stories about it and uh but they were like yeah but those were old times because now we don't know where it is and it's been gone for a year now um and wasn't it zach pancoast that pancoast found it he eventually found it like under a bunch of in a box like under a bunch of other boxes next to the reverb chamber in the basement so somebody um, hit it yeah, I well, guess. I, I get, I'm assuming they were like redoing something and it got put away. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and the whole, but the whole deal was like we had said, if someone finds the quad bong, like we'll we'll give you a job. Like you you've earned a job here. Um, sorry, my my wife is ordering Postmates. Oh. And we share a Postmates account, so it's, I'm getting all these like, <laughs> hey, I'm at the house. Uh, do you need these sauces? <laughs> do you need any sauces? <laughs> I'm Jennifer. Call. I'll be there in three minutes. <laughs> Jennifer has a deep voice. Yeah. You need sauces. Hey, you're hungry, boy. <laughs> you better come out here. So Zach found the bong, and um, and, and he got a job. He got a job, and then, <laughs> and then they went out of business. Like, like wouldn't shortly, wouldn't after- that be great? How every job worked. That, like, that hey, we we have a, a bong hidden somewhere in this McDonald's. Yeah. That's the beauty of working. I love that about the music industry and like the studio business is that. Oh yeah. While. Uh, I would say tracking room might be a little more professional than quad studios <laughs> was in some ways, but at the same time, most clients allow you to be yourself and kind of like, yeah. Yeah. you know, you can be PG 13 a lot of the time and it's, it's just, um, the freedom of that kind of culture is, yeah, it's last liberating. Yeah. Um, I remember the, the owner of the, the quad studios at the time, came by one day because he only came by like once Bef- a year before or after all the before before Be- marty yeah. and everybody um and we were all nervous to meet him and stuff and he was like we have a very strict weed policy here and, and people were kind of like nervous he, was like, <laughs> he said you have to smoke weed to work here <laughs> and everybody was like yeah like high five. And he was like now where's my bong <laughs> yeah, y'all tell me where it is i guarantee you it was his too. absolutely uh was it a nice bong? No, it was. I don't know anything about bongs, really, but it didn't have any like cool colors, and it didn't look. <laughs> didn't have very any artistic. like percolator on a. No percolator, <laughs> as far as I can tell. It was just kind of clear, base, bare bones bong, bare bones bong. That's like my new, that sounds like a good bong. band name. Yeah, yeah. Bare, bones bare bones bong. bong. Like, a, like that, a stoner rock. That, that sounds metal. like a sublime cover. You heard it here first. Bare bones <laughs> bare bong. Bare bones bong. If you want that, you can buy it from us. Yeah. $90 a month. Mm-hmm. So a subscription model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> oh. Oh, Okay. Been holding on to this. Listen, one. Bryce, you're a real piece of shit. <laughs> this, this is actually an intervention. I just have to get this off my chest. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, so at the tracking room, you've you've worked with some like pretty big names. Like I said in the beginning, sure. you're yeah. You've been uh, you've been nominated for some Grammys, but you've also like worked on records or songs that have won mm-hmm. Grammys. Yeah, so we've been very lucky. Uh, um, 
just to have this facility. I mean, it yeah. draws mm-hmm. so many people. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not you. It's the studio. No, it literally is. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> yeah, but honestly, though, like, you, you're part of that. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's great to be part of the history of this studio. Um, and it's going through a weird time now with it being for sale. Um, I didn't know that was oh, really? public yeah. knowledge. It's public I knowledge. knew it. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know that that was going to be talked Sorry, about. Jennifer's arriving soon with the sauces. <laughs> uh, yeah. G- give is. me some honey mustard. please. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's for, it's public knowledge. It's, it's like, you can look it up on our realtor website and it'll tell you that the tracking oh, wow. is for sale and they'll How tell much? you about the history. Uh, $4.1 million. No, man, that's out of my price range. Price, you want to yeah. go have these dude? Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I'd love to, but you want to get like 20 other people? And Hear me out. Let's, yeah. let's start Tommy a studio. And... We could record so many podcasts. Okay. In don't, studio. Don't, <laughs> I can talk you can to have a podcast people. in every corner of the building, <laughs> like 30, 30 podcasts at once. Yeah. There's already so many podcasts that are popping up in Nashville already. Oh, I know. This is just one in a million. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we thought we were doing something special. And yeah, I'm just making my rounds today. <laughs> Podcast, to podcast. No, Sunday's my podcast get day. Yeah. <laughs> Sundays, hangover and podcast day. So who's um, who's like the? I've got this is a like three part question. Who's the most? And this might not be anybody anybody knows, but who's the most interesting person you've ever worked with? Like, and interesting as in however you interpret that word. Yeah. Hmm. That's really hard. I want to give a really good answer. Uh, interesting, interesting. Interesting as in like, oh, this person's really cool. I'm into it. Yeah. Interesting or interesting as in like, this guy's Bat fucking shit. weird. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of a this guy's weird scenario because I think that... I exciting. had one with Brett that was oh, weird wait, wait. shit. I did too. Is it the same one? Uh, the guy at Quad... I'm, I'm thinking about Quad Studios now. Yeah. Which, what's yours? Uh... I don't I don't know how much or how little to talk about it. <laughs> he um okay, here's a good way to just like put the whole session in a in a Enough less shit. than 5 minutes. He had me and Ben who is a friend of ours worked at Quad all that he worked mm-hmm. with Brett as well. He had us at in the tracking room at Sony at the end of one of his songs. He wanted us to go out me and 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 been into the tracking room and stomp our feet in a circle and howl like wolves. Cool. So we're just in there like <clears throat> you know, <laughs> he's like, No, 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 <laughs> yeah. I need you oh to pretend gosh. like you're being chased through the woods by a monster. <laughs> and so we start like running around and he's like got the lights off, he's like burning yeah. incense, all this stuff. And uh so by the end of it he had us going like like we're like screaming and like oh it was it was weird and that was like a really long month long for one song i want to tell you guys this is my personal hell is like yeah. hearing my voice yeah 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 and headphones this is i I, I, f- I feel super phasey and like it sounds mm-hmm, like garbage really. you get some get some grotto 325s like i've got well i have yeah. a nice pair of headphones yeah. that i usually wear but he didn't bring his yeah. those are them that's why i'm pointing <laughs> you, that's a nice gesture so <laughs> i had to i had to wear my, my well ears. you were supposed to tell me what i was supposed to bring today and then you've you just, done this before you know what to bring once. yeah you're not the guest <laughs> Uh, you brought all of it last time. Yeah, well, the uh, you didn't tell me to do that this time. <laughs> you gotta tell me. You gotta I, tell me. Okay, what you need so from 
we'll 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 go away from that. You know, no, no. I I thought of one one band that is it was interesting. Um, and I have a little story to go along with it. So this band called Hengai worked at the Tracking Room, which is uh, a Mongolian rock band. I mean, they're kind of like rock stars, like around China and Mongolia. Apparently. <clears throat> um, I think they worked on the cruise ship. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't Check know. There, it, yeah, it's there H- was a there was a lot of that kind yeah. of band on the ship. H-A-N-G-G-A-I, I think. Uh, and the, the guys were really nice, so we like, got to know them. Even though we had a big language barrier, um, there mm-hmm. was there was a Chinese um, translator who spoke some uh, Mongolian, whatever their language is. It's not Mongolian, I don't think. Maybe it is. I think I can't it's remember. Mongolian. Maybe it is, yeah. Which is a very like rare language. Because yeah. like, a lot of them speak Chinese now mm-hmm. there. So, so but they a few of them were like real traditional like so the the music was really cool because it was a mixture of like hard rock almost kind of metal mixed with traditional mongolian folk music mm-hmm. and it was really badass like there was one of the guys is a legit like throat singer you know, <laughs> oh like, wow you know, yeah that's my impression <laughs> <laughs> that was that was pretty good you should yeah. you, stop stop it stop <laughs> Stop. No, I'm, I'm making a fool of myself. You're making and I'm me... looking anti-cultured. And like, uh, You're making but... my, my my pants feel funny. Ninety-five <laughs> percent of Mongolia's population speaks Mongolian. Shut it, up, it dude. is called Mongolian. <laughs> and I knew that from the top of my head. He's Googling. I'm not Googling it right now. <laughs> um point is they were really cool. It was a session with Bob Ezrin producing. Oh yeah. And that um legendary producer. And uh, it was funny because he's he's notoriously sort of hot headed, um, and it was funny hearing him work with people that spoke Chinese and or Mongolian, because they would say something, they would kind of talk amongst themselves, and he would be yelling like, "What are they saying?" <laughs> and he'd be yelling at the translator like, "What are they saying?" And he would say like, "They're speaking Mongolian. I can't speak Mongolian. I don't I speak know. Chinese." And it was just the whole translation was hilarious. And then, um, but I kind of got to know him. It was like a two week long like album recording process. That's awesome. And uh, one night we, at the end of the session, we all went and got like barbecue as like a goodbye. Like uh, had dinner together, and everything with Bob and everyone, and. Uh, they uh some of them at the end of the dinner were like we were like well let's we could go have a drink you know and they they were kind of like red light red light district red light (laughs) (laughs) so i was like what and so katie was like they probably want to go to like a strip club or something and i was like well you're with the right guy. No, the red light district is not <laughs> no, the same. No, that's, that's the closest that Nashville has to offer yeah. as far as I knew. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk we later. We'll Dickerson, talk later. Uh, the corners of Dickerson Pike or something. But no, we ended up taking them to Deja Vu. Which is the best. Yeah, and it was the original time. Deja Vu, yeah. not the, Before the, the new, new one. Yeah. The dirty hear, old guy. I, yeah, I hear the new one's nice. It's three stories. Jesus yeah. Christ. You got to get lucky to get on that third story. <laughs> <laughs> That's the special VIP. But no, uh, so we, I took, it was me and Katie and like four Mongolian dudes. <laughs> More Mongolian rock stars went to the strip club together. It's like the beginning of a dumb joke. <laughs> I was about to say. And, um, me and my Mongolian. wife and four Mongolian guys. Yeah. Walking to a strip club. <laughs> and so, oh, I'm trying to think of what all I can say. <laughs> we... Well, your crowd, your crowd is limited, so I should be able to say all for of now. This. Yeah. For now. 
Um, anyway, we had a, we had a good time. It was very entertaining. But one guy kind of got really trashed, and he was gone for like half an hour or something. And another guy uh, was also they were all really trashed. Let's just be honest. And one guy one one guy came back after being gone for half an hour or so. And the other guy was like, where did you go? And he was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> and then they uh, they ended up getting in a big argument and were like screaming at each other like in, in Mongolian and stuff. And the bouncer came and like kicked him out. And I was the only one that spoke English. I was like, sorry. Like, <laughs> I'll take They're them. Mongolian rock stars. They've had too much to drink. And <laughs> Do you know who these guys home. are? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You uncultured twat. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I told him. And uh, so, yeah, I had to, I called them a lift. Um, to take to take them home and or to the hotel, and so the lift showed up and the lift driver was a guy who used to run um, the church band that I used to run sound for for years, like oh. a few years previous. <laughs> so he showed up and was kind of like, "What are you doing <laughs> with four drunk Mongolians?" And I was like, "My like, life's gone yeah. gone very downhill." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Hey I'm man, it's good to see you. Right. It's a long story. Uh, <laughs> take care, buddy." And I kind of put him in the car, and they took off. But so that was um, hardly music related story, but that, no, that all had the most to do interesting with the track band yeah, you've worked yeah, for. Yes. Yeah. So that's a different. One. Who's the are you having a hard time reading or no i'm having a hard time deciding if i should ask this or <laughs> uh who's the most talented person you've ever worked with mm. talent 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 that's a tough that's a tough one too because there's so many different types of talent you know um who's somebody that you had at, uh on a session that came in just like first take everything this is perfect that's going on the record and obviously that doesn't happen yeah, but yeah yeah that's that would be 10 out of 10 on this question like where's sure, sure, the sure, closest sure. you've gotten to that <clears throat> i mean all session players are like that you know so yeah. it's hard yeah but i'm trying to think of uh, but i mean that like people would know or something yeah, like that like artist wise yeah they came in they sang the songs they were like oh, okay done i did um hmm i've done I've engineered a few things for NPR, like uh, little in-studio recording sessions, which are kind of fun because yeah. they usually have pretty cool, like interesting Tiny Desk or sort of like that. It's something else. I can't remember what it's called. Fresh Air. And that's not oh, Fresh Air. Fresh uh, Air is like all, a news all thing. All songs considered. Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's that. Um, yeah, it's like I'm Ann Powers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that, Artie Cornish. I think that's who it was. Um, and those artists are already always really cool, and it's interesting because it's more of like a performance. It's not like a s actual session, mm -hmm. but yeah. you just record it and try to make it sound good. Uh, so we had I had I had a thing with Marty Stewart on that, which was really cool, um, and it was funny because I did I had this whole setup with like I we couldn't really get in touch with like his manager and stuff. So I mm -hmm. was just like, okay, well I'm gonna have I'm gonna look up his band online and I'm gonna be prepared for everything. We had this huge setup with like drums you know, and like bass and upright and like guitars and vocal. And they were all kind of in different rooms like I would normally do for isolation to make it sound as good as possible. And he showed up and was kind of like, what is all this? What? Like talking to his manager, <laughs> like, what is this? What are we doing here today? And the manager came to me and was like, yeah, we don't, we don't really need to do like all the, this isn't like a real recording. Like we don't need to do all the drums and the millions of mics. I was like, oh, okay, just like whatever you need, man. Like, what, you know? And he's like, 
uh, Marty said, just like throw up a mic, you know, we'll just gather around. And so I ended up putting up a U47 and just like putting it in Omni. And they literally just like played around, gathered it. around the mic and they were wow. all like in the right position away from the mic and, and, you know, vocals and everything, everything at the same time. Like oh, it was all acoustic, like upright, like string band style. And even That's a percussionist so. too was like huh. in there. And wow. it just like, it sounded perfect. Old school. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was knew like, what they were doing. And it yeah. made me mad. Cause I was like, this is what engineering <laughs> all used this to shit be. Up. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what engineering used to be. Like when people were like, Oh, you'll never be as good engineer as this guy from the thirties. Yeah, and I'm like, well, fuck that guy. Cause <laughs> he, he set, literally up set up one mic. <laughs> yeah. He knew how to calibrate a tape machine. I can learn that too. I've done it before. <laughs> and he didn't have to edit anything. They recorded it and then they put it on the radio. The radio. So yeah. fuck that guy. This is a different world. I don't want to hear that. Like, sorry, I have to have six mics on the snare drum now. Oh my god! Because the drummer's super fucking picky. Like, (laughs) oh, dude, and just like I feel like the entire. I don't know how it was when you were at MTSU. When you had people come in to record, like they wanted their music recorded, so they wanted it recorded so well, and so you got dudes with like fucking three SM57s on the bottom end of the snare drum. Yeah, and that's just overkill at some point. Well, yeah, that's. Young engineers often go overboard, and I'm yeah. guilty of it too, as a young guy. Because I, but I want to be able to try things and uh, also not fuck myself. If yeah, it doesn't exactly. Sound great, it's know? better to have more than less. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Marty Stewart. Marty Stewart. He's, awesome. He's a um. So let's get out of that kind of the <clears throat> more serious side. What do you? Uh, I think I know you and me and I know me and Alan and I think we all kind of like the same music. So what, um, like you work at the tracking room, which is mostly like country, Christian music, gospel music. Yeah. How do you, uh, being a metalhead, <laughs> how do you go from being at home or in your car listening to like thrash metal or death metal <laughs> or black metal? And then you're in the studio like, all right, I guess we're doing gospel today. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, well, I'll say like, I mean, I, the, I, I know how you do it. Cause I used to do it, sure. but do you I just I'm listen just, to ghost and then go in and do the, gospel yeah. Like session? I kind of just want to talk about that. Like you, yeah, you yeah. are a, as a metalhead, like what are your ideas? Like you don't even connect your, your musical taste to like what you're working yeah. on. A lot of times. I mean, um, and I'll say like I grew up a metalhead for sure, and like I a lot of times when I listen to it now, it's for like nostalgic purposes more or less, because mm-hmm. um, I definitely grew up like yeah, it's okay. a huge. Yeah, I know head. it's yeah, I yeah. know it's there's not it a little, lot. It was a little distant, so I brought the mic a little closer. <laughs> like this. I've got the good luck mixing this, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look at look writer. at where your your pre is though. Like it, you're you're cranked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Why well, I'm a quiet speaker. Yeah. Um, you're gonna have to slap a vocal writer. Let's see, on every there. every <laughs> once in a while we do something like this. And yeah, it's too much. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got right up there, and it didn't. Peak. I I know what I'm doing. It didn't peak. I know what I'm peak. doing. Um, where was I? So, so actually, I, I like uh, all kinds of music. Is my point? Yeah. Fuck and, that question. Okay. Like, let's talk about music that you okay. listen to. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like what what shows are you going to? What kind of music do you like? What what uh rank the big four? Oh, that's too hard. I hate that question because <laughs> one, a lot of times in my life, I'm not feeling musically inspired at all. And it depresses me to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then I'll go through phases where I am really musically inspired and I'll, and it'll be like all attached to one or two bands for a while. Yeah. Um, so I'll talk like some of those bands recently has been like, uh, I've been getting into electronic stuff, but like more shoegazy kind yeah, of ambient yeah, yeah. stuff like beach house or, oh, um, fuck yeah. Yeah. One band that I've always loved cause I grew up loving metal. Um, and it's still a band that I still love is like, Hey Zoo. Cause they're kind of like a shoegazy metal band or something kind of a doomy shoegazy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say shoegazy like five times. <laughs> oh, you, have you heard of shoegaze? <laughs> like, do you even shoegaze bro? Um, so yeah, uh, war on drugs is a great band. I mean, oh, one, fuck like, a yes. Grammy for their last yes. rock album. Grammy Man, and, uh, uh, is it wagon wheel blues? Mm-hmm. I, I, I just bought that on vinyl while we were in Asheville. That's one of their old, old ones, right? Yeah, 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 and it's so fucking good. I just put it's on the genius. record play. Yeah. And Kurt Vile, too, who used to be in that band. Like that. Yes. I love that realm of music. Speaking of Grammys and Wagon Wheel, didn't Ugh. you work on that record? Old Crow's record? I didn't I work on Wagon Wheel, no. Oh. Uh, yeah, I worked I on... Say, that's, a, that's an old That's an old I yeah. worked on... The Darius I, I was the assistant version. engineer on uh, Remedy for a lot of it. Oh, and, right on. Which won the folk Grammy, which is yeah. awesome. I mean, great album. I yeah, mean, it's, it's just... a great, and um, that's one of my favorite studio moments, to be honest, because I worked through the last like two weeks of making that album. They were just kind of doing mostly overdubs mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and kind of really, the album was coming to life. And um, producer Ted Hutt was incredible. He um, he was in that band Flogging Molly and stuff. Yeah. And, um, and so now he's a great producer and stuff. And he, he was just like so inspiring and still to, I mean, that was like 2014 or something that the album came out. So that was a little while ago, but mm-hmm. still like my favorite recording experience as mm-hmm. far as music. That's really amazing. People that are amazing. And there's actually money and like budget. Yeah. And those three things almost never happened. Yeah. So, uh, and Usually Hull when people have money, it turns out to be a garbage album. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> very true. In my, in my idea, yeah. In my idea. <laughs> um, there's another like 10-year album that's that's almost done, and now I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but with Remedy, so I saw Old Crow play at Fontenelle. I don't know if you've ever gone to shows there. Yeah, the, the owner of the studio we used had... to own the Fontenelle. Really? Yeah. I had a very interesting experience at the tracking or Morris's yeah. Christmas party at the Fontenelle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you, you invited that. me. What What was I thinking to invite <laughs> you to my company's Christmas party? Well, I was working for them at the time. You were, yeah. Uh, yeah, I. You did invite me though. I didn't get an invite. You invited me. Yeah. Under. Mm. <laughs> what can I say? Again, you don't have any listeners. It's okay. You Open can... bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dangerous. And uh, at a very weird time in my life, mm-hmm. and I roamed around that mansion. Yeah. yeah. We all did, though. Was... Hammer. Well, I've never been inside the mansion. I've only been at like the venue area. Uh-huh. It was kind of cool because the guy who owned it put this party on, so he had all like the barriers and stuff taken down so we could just go anywhere that place is cool yeah yeah and that's massive too there's a shooting range in the basement yeah in the basement that place was crazy um definitely memorable so i expect an invitation this year (laughs) we don't have it there anymore because he sold the fontanelle so now we have it at our christmas party but the fontanelle's still open isn't it 
Uh, I I don't really know if the venue is still open. Really? Maybe it is. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I it's, saw. Uh, sh- I didn't go to the show, but I saw there was a show okay. there recently. Because yeah. I mean, that's like one of the cooler places I've gone and see live music at, in Nashville. Because yeah. I saw it was Shovels and Rope and mm. Old Crow Medicine Show. Oh, I'd love that's to awesome. see. Yeah. Oh, dude. How often does Old Crow Medicine Show play shows in Nashville? Because I feel like every day they were playing. Yeah. Shows. Yeah. Exactly. Half the time it's at the Opry, which is great. Um, oh, so working on that album on remedy uh you know super inspiring whatnot so i got to know the band fairly well and uh catch Secor, the front man Secor, mm-hmm. Secor, something like that catch um was a super nice uh memorable character and he he left his coat at the studio one day um and he somehow he got my number and called me and, uh, and, you know, I'm just like an assistant engineer, like I, I'm nobody, you know, but he was just so nice to me. And so he called me and he said, he's like real country. And he's like, didn't you say that you work or that you live in East Nashville, uh, next to the barber shop, the corner of Lytton and Scott. And like, we, <laughs> I had maybe told him this in passing, like when we first met or something, cause we talked about living in East Nashville yeah. and somehow he had remembered this and he's like. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's exactly, and he's like, you the house, that's this one. I'm like, yeah, that's my house. And he's like, uh, well, I left my coat there at the, the quad studios and, uh, I would, I would like it if you would take that home and maybe I can come by tomorrow and, uh, come pick it up. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so come to my house. Yeah. And so I went home and the next morning he called me at like nine in the morning and was like. Oh, this is a catch from old old crow. Uh, I just want to see if I come by and grab my coat there. And I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. And so like I wake up Katie, who we were like living together, and I was like, oh, catch from old crow. Like the front man is coming to our house. He's coming to hang out with us. And so she's like, I gotta make a pie. Yeah. And so the story gets better. Like, I, does he want breakfast? Does we he, like clean up. The does he drink kitchen. coffee? <laughs> yeah. Had like, the beer bottles. For real, we like cleaned up the house a little bit and. uh and he came by and I was, he came and got the coat and I was like, Hey man, I mean, we got some coffee brewing if you want some. And he's like, well, actually I'd love some coffee. <laughs> and, he, and he literally sat down for like an hour at our house in our, in our kitchen and our like shitty little house. And this is the like, old house. Yeah. yeah. And, um, just had coffee and like talked with us for like an hour. That's so fucking cool. And, uh, yeah, it was just like one of the coolest moments. Cause they, I mean, that was, I was basically only an assistant engineer at that time. And mm-hmm. they were one of my earlier sessions too so i had just started you know basically so that felt so cool and, and then he gave us like free tickets to see him new year's eve at, at the ryman and stuff oh, fuck yeah so that was a great moment what's your favorite song off that album mm. let me look at it i'm gonna cheat and look it up uh so i can see the song names and you can edit out all of this dead time <laughs> no, that's fine you got some editing to do buddy <laughs> hey man if you need to hire a guy to like edit <laughs> looking for work uh so i love i love eight dogs eight yes. banjos it's fucking rocking song oh i love that's... um that rowdy like string band music like that and uh yeah so that song is killer it's kind of like punk yeah. with banjos and stuff um that mentality let's see but it's not quite like uh, oh God! What's the fucking gypsy punk band? I I don't know why I'm pointing at you like you would 
Gorga Bodello. Because that it? sounds like some shit I'd yeah, listen to. Yeah, exactly. I, I've heard their name. I don't know them. It, it's it's just, yeah, it's acoustic. Punk. Yeah. It's, There's another band I'm trying to remember that I love. <laughs> just, I'm just blanking on their name. Uh, anyways, don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> what's that band called? Fuck. I'm so bad <laughs> Yeah, I like Shit Creek, too. That's a good that song. That good, yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I had like a very weird experience with the song Dearly Departed yeah, Friend. Yeah, yeah. That's a great song. Yeah, it's so well written and it like came on and it, I don't know, it, you didn't drink in Murfreesboro, so you've never been to Campus Pub. Well, I did drink some, but I was no, I never been to Campus Pub. Okay. That Dearly Departed Friend came on and I don't have any friends that have like died in the war or anything. <laughs> and yeah. for some reason I was just drunk enough and that song came on and I just like openly sobbed at this like <laughs> shitty like bar in Murfreesboro. <laughs> oh wow, nice. And that's just that's how good old Crow Medicine Show is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. They're a great band. And they're so I mean they're keeping string music alive really. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So <clears throat> we kind of talked about this already. Um but what uh you know in the theme of our whole show what uh to just change completely subjects let's go back and uh what what are some like fun things you like to do in nashville fun things i do in besides nashville. go to edgefield apparently not anymore cause I, know, closed, man. I know what yeah back in june do you remember yeah. our night at edgefield i yeah vaguely like <laughs> i remember saying well i remember you were with someone i remember one time you were with a, a lady and maybe you don't. Want no, to talk no, no, about no, that no, time. no, 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 oh, no. That's, that's not the time I was talking about. Good. I was talking about the time that uh, me and and Ben and our friend Sam, who we're gonna uh, be with soon on mm-hmm. this show, uh, he's a audio professor at Dark Horse down in Franklin. Okay. Um, but no, we were there, and you you had invited us out. Yeah. For. Uh, like the first time, finally, Bryce wanted to hang out with us outside of the studio. Never again. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, not after that. But no, we were playing. Uh, you, me, Ben, and Katie, and Sam wanted to play darts, mm-hmm. but all of the dart boards were taken. So we convinced these guys that Ben was a professional dart player and he had a tournament the next oh, day nice. yeah, and he yeah, needed yeah, yeah. to practice. Do you remember this? I do remember this. And <laughs> we came up with this crazy name like, oh, his name's uh, his name's Dart McThrows a lot or some <laughs> bullshit like that. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, man, if you need to practice, no problem. And he like gave up his dartboard and we were playing and shit. That's brilliant. I didn't know that uh, Edgefield had closed down though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're um they're gonna reopen, but it's probably gonna be different. And yeah, thank we're... God. Well, I know. So... I didn't, dude. So the the ceilings were like six yeah. foot ten inches, I'm, and you could I smoke in there. Yeah, I well, felt like I was dying every time I walked into that. Okay, so Cobra's kind of become the new Edgefield right, yeah. because they got dart table. Well, that was the, the Edgefield before Edgefield. In the Fubar days. Oh, Fubar. that's right, Fubar. The same kind of crowd because I I was a Fubar regular. Uh, you invited me out there time. one night and I went and like that yeah. was before I had ever been out. Yeah. Ever. So <laughs> I, I I I he invites me out to Fubar and I go and I'm like I don't I don't understand. It was real yeah. seedy. It smells I'm like scared. Vomit. Yeah. <laughs> it it still like kind of smells like vomit. Yeah. But um, I love Cobra. Cobra's cool. So so is 
Cobra. Because Fubar is not Fubar anymore. No, it's, it's Cobra. Cobra yeah. is Fubar. Oh. It's basically the exact one. And that's where yeah. I came and saw Deborah. Deborah the other night. That was Cobra? It's been a while. No, so. that was the crying wolf. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Uh, yeah. The thing about like I I don't smoke and I I hate smelling smoke all night and then like smelling like it the day after. Yeah. But uh, but I like the crowd of smokers. Mm-hmm. I like being around smokers in general for some reason. Uh, I feel like they're just like pretty down to earth people smokers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. So that's what I like about Edgefield. And then, accepted. Yeah, I've accepted the smokers into my life. Edgefield uh, also had, like, really good food. It was low-key. Yeah, 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 it was great. Yeah. I mean, you could get a salad there, and it'd still be pretty good. Yeah, that's how which good is so weird. I want to meet the person that wants to get absolutely shit-faced and eat a salad. Yeah, well, I, I do a lot of, like, up-and-down, like, carb dieting. Really? I, yeah, I just did the keto thing and, like, lost, like, 15, 16 pounds. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. And and now I'm eating carbs like it's going out of style. Drinking carbs, <laughs> yeah. Because I drink my pumpkin ale. <laughs> yeah. But, what uh, else do I like to do in East Nashville? Uh, or just Nashville in general? Man, All right. I mean, I so love- this is a okay. question uh, Alan came up with. Uh, is it? Uh, what is your? I'll let you ask the second part of the question because it's yours. But you'll know where I'm getting at. Yeah. Shoot. What is your favorite local bar in Nashville? <laughs> favorite local bar. Uh, uh, is that is that the right? Yeah, that's yeah. the right one. That's right. Well, I'm wearing an Edgefield T-shirt, so it would have been Edgefield if it were open right now. Okay. Um, I would I would go there all the time. I guess right now it's kind of I have a lot of history at like Three Crow, you know, just being right there in Five Points. Um, it's definitely somewhere on the east side. I like mm-hmm. uh, these Country Lounge in Madison is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say that w- those would be my dive bars, Edgefield if it were still here, Three Crow and D's, and then I love the Fox is my favorite cocktail bar, and it's Where's, like a you took Fox me to at? Santa's Pub one time. Oh yeah, yeah. That, Ooh, that's a weird place. In the past, that I was a regular there, like when I first moved to Nashville for sure. That was the one and only time I will go there. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Uh, you didn't have a good time at Santa's Pub? <laughs> it's your own damn fault. I think it, <laughs> That's what Denzel, a.k.a. Santa, would say. I think it was just the the night we went on because of the talent that was there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes Santa's Pub back in the day would be, like, professional singers. Yeah. yeah. That's where, like, the pros would go to practice and when they're drunk, basically. So, so on that question, like you're, uh, you, you have, have to, multiple favorite. What's your one, but, number one bar in Nashville that, like... If you had to go to it, only that bar, your favorite one? Uh, I guess, I don't know. I got to say Edgefield because it's in between being closed and open. If it opens up and it's the same, then it's going to be Edgefield. Well, okay. pretend like it's not closed. It's okay. Edgefield. Edgefield. Okay, for sure. So the second part of that question is, would you rather get married there or haunt it for the rest of eternity? Get married there or what was it? Or Haunted, haunted for the rest of eternity. You haunt it for the yeah. rest of eternity. You are a ghost of Edgefield. I think it would be pretty cool to be a ghost of Edgefield. Honestly, like, I don't really believe in afterlife, but if well, if it the, exists, the afterlife yeah, that yeah, I yeah, do, yeah. we're not going to get into that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's a that's a big. My change. point is, is that you're kind of I kind of believe in an afterlife now that I'm thinking about me haunting. Yeah. Like, Edgefield. but if there was one, what, what kind of what kind of stuff would you do as a ghost at Edgefield? Uh, it 
I'd be throwing darts. Assuming that they were open. Because yeah. like it would suck to hunt somewhere forever and, and like close down. <laughs> Fuck! And yeah, You're just, just roaming I'm around. All alone! <laughs> and I'm just like, man, this and I can't why can't I go on this road with like cause you're in Edgefield, but it's not yeah. here anymore. But anyways. Yeah, that joke didn't fly over. <laughs> edit that out. Um what I do, I, I would play darts. I would oh, you know what I do at Edgefield is I uh I play the jukebox all the time and I play like thrash metal on the jukebox. <laughs> so as a ghost I would keep doing that and I would kick people off. We did that. You remember we were at Red Door that yeah. night and it was all like, you know, country music and yeah. we played like ten Megadeth songs <laughs> in a row. <laughs> Just yeah. like Megadeth, 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 yeah. Megadeth. See, I'm and a everybody slayer was like, guy. what the fuck? Really? Yeah. I'm a slayer guy. Is so that I the top always... of the big four for you? Definitely of the big four, yeah. But I think the big floor, the big floor, the big four is a little flawed because uh, I don't think Anthrax deserves to be on that list. I okay. think it should be Exodus. Yes. Exodus has more history than Anthrax, and I think they're going to be longer lived than Anthrax. And I feel like they, they're aged better. Yeah. And, and Anthrax, do you mean Scott Ian? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, kind of, he was on VH1, but it's, it's just kind of become Chad Rock. Mm hmm. Over, over a period of time. They got around. so much worse in yeah, the second it, half. I mean, I liked the stuff they did with, like, hip, the hip-hop stuff they did. Yeah, that yeah, cool. like, with, with, with uh, Public Enemy. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like... But after that, it, did, it was downhill. Did yeah. Metallica get any better? <laughs> well... Dude, Metallica, like, okay, so I would probably put Metallica third as far as the big four for me. Hmm. But, I mean, you have to give them credit, the fact that they are the biggest arena band even now yeah true sure. i mean they true they are they should be like not even on that list they should just be like metallica, they're metallica. All, yeah like, yeah they're, they're hardly even in the same talk as every other thrash band. they're they're the one percent yeah. and the, every other thrash band is the 99 okay yeah. so what should the true big four be because you're yeah, talking I mean, about anthrax not being there and, and metallica being <laughs> well, i mean metallica has to be there because of but no, I mean, but they're based in a on league your of their theory own. that they're on the okay, whole thing if, of if we, if Who's we the at, big four? If we look at big four that are actually in the same, like... That uh, thrash metal kind of, They're the same, like, like class 80s. range of, yeah. like, middle, lower middle class thrash metal. Because <laughs> um, they can't make that much money, let's be honest. <laughs> Carrie King lives in a middle class household. Yeah. But, so no, I would say it would have to be uh, Slayer and uh, Megadeth, I guess, and Exodus... And then the last one, mm, it has to be someone that's early, like early eighties. I would say Sepultura for me because I love mm-hmm. Sepultura, but they started a little bit later. Uh, Annihilator. No, I don't know. There's, they only have one good album. I feel like, I don't know. I guess you have to put Anthrax. That's why they're. Yeah. If you, they were just like, wow, was, we don't know any other bands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah it's got to be Anthrax. Anthrax just if gets you, voted in. <laughs> if you take off Metallica, then Anthrax gets bumped back up. Yeah, okay. that's okay. my theory. Yeah, because yeah. cool. uh, you know, so replace Metallica with Exodus, and Anthrax gets put back <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Because Metallica is Metallica, they're right? Just, because they're above everybody. But yeah. Slayer is the best of all. Absolutely, time, I think. You and me have been in some bars just listening to Slayer by <laughs> ourselves before. Yeah. It's really fun to 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 go into a bar where they're like listening to like Jason Aldean, and then you put on Raining Blood. Yeah, I mean yeah. just to, to just to or Snuff. Yeah, <laughs> but they never have Disciple, and Disciple's like oh, one of the snuff. best. Uh, Znuff. <laughs> what is that, that one? Band? It is Snuff. Mm. Where where he just repeats, "Murder is my future, killing is my future." <laughs> oh, is that Snuff? I don't know. My Slayer. 
Oh, song wise. Yeah. That's that's one of their uh that's one of their like post nineties songs. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a pretty purist with Slayer. Really, but that one I do like to play at bars because it's like murder is my future. Yeah, killing is. It's like everybody's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's off of like God hates us all. And then yeah. you have a bar by well, yourself. Yeah. The disciple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's how I am with Pantera. Like putting on oh, fucking yeah. hostile in a bar where people are like trying to listen to to. ASAP Rocky. Hostile it's just like, yeah. so fun. Five minutes alone or like uh, good friends in a bottle of pills. Yeah. Mine is uh, I'm broken. Just hearing the riff. <laughs> <laughs> that pumps me up. That was whenever we ever. used to, whenever I used to do your setups in the studio, I would pull up the lyrics to good friends in a bottle of pills and just like say that into the vocal mic so yeah. you could check it. And I'm just like, that's way cool. I fucked I your girl last with. night. One of the worst, one of the, uh, I don't know. The meter hazing things I did with interns back in the day was make them read like Cannibal Corpse lyrics while they check mics. <laughs> yeah, but then you made me do it, and I was like, "Hell yeah! yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna work for this guy forever." Yeah, that's how we weed people out, man. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, they'd be like, "Fuck you!" I can't. Think yeah, of, I can't say this. You'll no. have to edit yeah, it yeah. Um, yeah. I work with a lot of different types of people. So yeah. yeah. So. But I love I love folk music too. Really. <laughs> Too, yeah. I, yeah that's just my thing is like my playlist driving to work or like even at work like checking a pa or something it'll be like shovels and rope like oh, old crow medicine show like any of those you people. should talk to Leighton. Like, Leighton used to go see shovels and rope when they were in i Charleston. love shows but he like you used to go see like them that. for free on thursdays because they were the house band yeah at a bar oh, in Charleston. that's awesome but like stuff like that, like Nathaniel Rateliff, like mm-hmm. all these folk, yes. and it'll be like that, and then the next one will be like Gojira, <laughs> yeah, like Gojira. <laughs> and people at the show are like, "What the fuck, fuck is going yeah. on?" And I'm like, "All right, well, shovels and rope sounds good, Gojira sounds good. All right, my PA is set. I'm good. I'm cool." <laughs> yeah, you gotta check out the spectrum. Yeah. So you like so traditional folk or like kind of the new like mm-hmm. folk punk stuff like Andrew Jackson Jihad and. Uh, I would say Andrew. more traditional or like the I guess indie folk. Okay. Uh, also, I mean, like, I I used to love like Alayla Diane and like Marie Sue. Like, there's this whole kind of um, resurgence of psych folk, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, around California and stuff. That I I was really into that. Um, I used to love like Sun Kill Moon and Mark Kozlik stuff. And I just saw him at City Winery, and it was probably the worst thing. It's the worst concert I think I've really? ever seen. City Winery's um, got terrible sound anyway. Because yeah, well, it's a it giant sound, glass building. The sound was okay um, for this, because it was just it was basically a piano player and a drummer, and then Mark Kozilek singing with just a microphone, kind of looking like a jazz singer, and like mm-hmm. kind of walking around stage and complaining about <laughs> like the AC and stuff. It was just kind of a weird, bizarre show, and he's, anyways. If you guys don't know his music, then this is all pretty irrelevant. But um, he used to be a great like guitar player, like mm-hmm. style player, and now he doesn't play guitar at all. And he just has someone playing the same piano part over and over. And he, um, it's kind of an anti-music thing where he just kind of like reads journals over the music, basically. He's like, and I went to Panera Bread. <laughs> my dad asked me to buy him a, a soup, and like it's really like that. And it's just kind of like, man, this really sucks. I paid fifteen dollars for this. Yeah, and between him, between that new music and uh, him like disrespecting the staff at City Winery, like, <laughs> it was just it was kind of pathetic. And I, I literally like walked out before the show was over, really? which I never do. Oh, wow. 
Hey. Hey. Y'all want to do a drink game? What were we doing before this? <laughs> yeah, we can add a game to it. We I were guess. just drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so we put together this game uh, because Bryce, you're such, you know, an amazing audio engineer, apparently. <laughs> wow, the hand signals oh, that nobody man. can see. Um, we've got some sound effects, and this is going to not be so great. It was going to be better, but yeah. then um, Alan's a piece computer of shit. died. Yeah. You guys didn't make backups like professionals. Mm. God. <laughs> I wasn't a part of it. So. I'm having a straight-up not good time the past couple <laughs> of weeks. So. so I've got four or five that I recorded just literally just today. On my little Zoom handheld recorder. Okay, let's hear it. Um, and we're gonna play them for you. And if you can uh, guess what it is, guess what it is, then we have to drink. drink. If you can't guess what it is, then you have to drink. And after every one, we're gonna ask you some like really funny, Fun, fucked, fucked up, up questions, silly questions. Okay. Well, what are you guys drinking? We're drinking uh, your your drink. Um, oh yes. Okay. So. <laughs> You made us, uh, you decided that your favorite, uh, it was a tie. Your favorite drink was a tie it between was. the old fashioned and the grown, Negroni. Two classics, yeah. And sure. uh, so we made one kind of based on both of those. It was, uh, as we said in the beginning, it's basically an old fashioned with Campari in it. Yes. And that usually a Negroni with bourbon is, is called a Boulevardier or a Bloody Maria or a bourbon and blood but since we didn't do it exactly because we didn't put sweet vermouth in it this is our own version of it yes and because uh <laughs> because you look exactly like heath ledger oh. we decided to call this drink the joker <laughs> because, hey, the movie's coming out it's gonna be cool yeah, it is like, well I'm part, yeah so it's, i thought we were yeah. doing it because steve miller band but oh, i look um, like a, a it's chubby, red like... it's red it's got some color to it so we were like ah oh, it's bryce He's I'm, I'm red and I have some color to me. <laughs> no, but the Joker had some red, you know, his smile. Yeah. On I look like and... a chubby, like less talented Heath Built. Ledger, less charming version. You're... That's of Heath pretty Ledger. much spot on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this Dude, drink is called the Joker. Dick. It's um, it's one and a half parts uh, bourbon. It's more than half bourbon at this point. <laughs> it's one and a half you, parts. It's a it's a shot and a half of bourbon. You've been kind of free pouring for the last it's, hour. Uh, there, there were not measurements. It's a <laughs> shot of uh, half a shot of Campari, some bitters, some sugar, and an orange. Uh, not a whole orange. Uh, it's a new garnished classic. with a, uh, with an orange. Yes, it's called the Joker. Um, I guess we should get into this. So let's do the first one. Let me hear it, baby. Are you ready? I'm ready. Was that it? That was the sound right there. That was the sound. <laughs> Do I get to hear it more than once? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Let me turn it up a little bit. Turn it up, yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it again. But da da da. Did you hear that? I heard it. I hear the airplane. Yeah, it's not the airplane. Yeah, I hear. It's the the last. 
but the more prominent that one. The louder part. The ba-da-da-da. Yeah. And with the rhythmic element. With the delay, it might be a bit confusing. It was. Um Ba-da-da-da. I'm trying to think. It sounds like some sort of slingshot or some sort of this isn't my answer, by the way, I'm just brainstorming. Sounds like maybe a, a, like a doorknob of some sort. I feel like it is close. A doorknob yeah. being pushed. That's through. part of the sound, I guess. Yeah. Or door being opened or closed. It's a door being closed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I no, got right. there. Yeah. I'll drink to that. Damn. <laughs> Bless me. <laughs> you knocked your headphones off of that yeah, one. Well, I used to hold all my sneezes <laughs> in. And my wife told me, you should let them out. It's yeah, because you're going to pop your eyeballs out. My eyeballs, <laughs> your nipples might come off. <laughs> <laughs> flying off if you keep sneezing and doing that. And so now I let it out. Uh, at least you're not one of those people that has like the multiple sneeze. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, I'm a one and done. It's it. It's yeah, it. Yeah. It's it. It's it. <laughs> this seems sort of like racist what you guys are doing. But no, I'm just a one and done. Why is that? I don't know. It's like you're, it's like you're an impression of someone yeah. or something. <laughs> it, it, did, impression it did come who, off racially driven who sneeze Jesse, a lot at a time jesse's from texas it's kind of like he comes from a different Fuck place off. okay the next sound okay ready okay <laughs> it sounds like a phasey mess right now <laughs> i can confidently say that that's a sink being turned on yes nice <laughs> god i'm not gonna make it to this show tonight I'm out of booze, so... You gotta pour more if I keep Mm -hmm. getting them right. And there's like three more of them. You're closer. Ah, Jesus. All right, the next one... (laughs) You guys are gonna get drunk, because I know what all these are. Okay. The first one was tough. This one... And I'm gonna feel like an idiot if I'm wrong. But I think it's you sipping some sort of drink, like water... And kind of making a noise like who when you, when you drink. <laughs> oh, I have to say, who is <laughs> you guys. I think it's because uh, you said you. I want to know who you is. You, you, you walked into this one. I think it was Jesse sipping water. Mm. Take a make... drink, brother. <laughs> oh, here you need some of mine. I do. Yeah. Well, who was it? If it was it's me, it was you. Drinking That's the my water. favorite thing to do when I'm like Damn in a recording it's... session. It's just like, hey, I'm going to do a fake bong sound before this track. I should have known by kind of the lower mid frequencies that it was you yeah. because of the shape of your throat. <laughs> and I can just tell. Oh, and you, you have a bigger shape of his throat. Jesse, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've examined. Yeah. Jesse has a bigger throat. Adam's a apple. And I feel like that would have been a little higher pitched. And I just, no, I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. You got a wussy okay, Adam, Adam's apple. Watch, I'm going to drink. He said mine was bigger. <laughs> <laughs> What what was that? What sound sounds, was that? That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. That wasn't my best water bong. So sound. we haven't been um, asking questions. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So, so we got a question for you. Shoot. Oh, which one do I think? Oh, this is a good one. What is your Mount Rushmore of musical artists or groups? 
This is similar to the big four question. Sort of, but yeah. Yeah, it's but that's be all thrash metal. Board. Yeah. yeah, true. Okay. True. Oh, this is tough. This is tough, guys. How many How many people are on Mount Rushmore for one? It's five. It's five. <laughs> They're uh, presidents. Yeah. <laughs> so, done with jump. Uh, no. uh, music. Um, I would say, huh. I would say Slayer. <laughs> Does it have to? I'll just put groups, no, people, not people. 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 No, uh, it, it's like oh, artists bands. or But it's got to be the full oh, band. Oh, oh. Yeah, I can't say. Okay, sorry, sorry. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Take a drink, Jesse. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, I would, I would have to say. Slayer. Slayer. The War on Drugs. Um, Sun Kill Moon. And this is a very personal. This isn't going to be people that everybody knows. But uh, so I have two more. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I should do some legends. I don't know. A generic one would be Bob Dylan, maybe. Nice. This is a weird Mount Rushmore. It is. This is my Mount Rushmore, baby. Uh, um, I'm thinking way too. I could just throw a name out and it'd be fine, but I like, I'm feeling very passionate about this answer. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. There's a band called, well, a band that influenced me back in the day was ISIS, which not the terrorist, <laughs> but the band. Uh, I would feel like I would have to throw them on there just for how it's shaped me personally. So. Okay. <laughs> yes. It is, that is probably the weirdest. Ma- I've, I ask yeah. that question a lot when I meet people because I feel <laughs> it's a good way to understand if somebody's an asshole or not. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah. And that is like the weirdest. I've always felt collections. that I, I like a lot of bands that, um, and this isn't me tooting a, some sort of obscure horn. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy at all. But I'm saying it's a lot of like I don't know a lot of really popular bands that I should. Even bands that like are hip but are also really popular. Mm-hmm. I just have, like I'm drawn to these very like exact musicians and bands, and it's kind of annoying because then it's like, oh, do you know this band? And I keep like saying the same. Mm-hmm. 10 bands over and over yeah. and people don't still don't know them <laughs> yeah, that's fine well, that's is... better than putting leonard cohen on your mount rushmore well yeah i i know that one song he does it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> but, uh... that's jeff buckley <laughs> <laughs> y'all know what i meant <laughs> what's the next song? Uh, okay you ready i'm the ready next yeah. okay That's you. Uh, so I'm gonna rein this in because it, it could. It's it's fairly easy at first glance. It's you going up or down a, a set of stairs. Okay, which one? But I'm gonna say you're going. First of all, I'm gonna say it's your basement stairs uh-huh. coming up right here. I think you're coming up the stairs, not down. Oh, take a drink, drink. brother. You going down? <laughs> yeah. Oh, going down. So your mic placement was above the Ooh. stairs. <laughs> I tricked you. And I tricked you. I knew you'd hear that. Oh, uh, give me this. Take a drink. <laughs> okay. Uh, I sh- got. Can I ask him one? Yeah. Or sure, are you go asking for it. one? No, you can. You can ask him a question. The, uh, Take my thunder, but no, no, no. Because this is gonna be interesting. You ask him, but the the desert island. Oh, oh. Yeah, ask him that one. What is your desert island album, book, and movie? Well, I don't read, so that one's easy. 
Um, to kill a mockingbird, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny because I, I joke about this with a friend. I've read A Painted House like once, like the John Grisham <laughs> novel. Because my dad, when I was younger, so I'm a big Cardinals, well, St. Louis Cardinals fan, and that's a big part of the book. And I'm from Arkansas. Okay. And so that's a big part of the book. And my dad's My like, dad just keeps John Grisham books on the toilet. Yeah, that's so a dad I, thing. That's <laughs> yeah. a dad thing. My dad's like, son, I'm going <laughs> to... When you're pooping, you got to read John Grisham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, son, I'm going to pass you down this hardback novel of John Grisham's <laughs> A Painted House, and it's a classic. And my dad hardly reads too, I don't think, so... This is like one book that runs in my family. So I read that and then I and then every school test throughout my entire like high school career was like write a paper about a book and everything I did was about a painting because <laughs> I always listen I always listen to music and I feel like I was always kind of ADD growing up and I still feel like I am as much as that's thrown around I like I can hardly read because I'm so distracted yeah and I don't want to like do medication and stuff for it so I just don't read I, I like reading. Yeah, I just I can't because I read like ten pages and I'm like, there's that was enough. Else to yeah. Do. yeah, yeah. There's always yeah. something else, and I'll to read do. stuff and then forget about it. Like, yeah, and I'll same with movies. I'll watch movies and then I'll completely forget if I've seen a movie or not and what mm-hmm. happened and who's in it and anything. So movies hard for me too. Uh, oh, with a movie, with a movie. So is the book a painted house? Is that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> out of default. So your book is a painted house. Well, by I don't know, John... Guinness World Records or something. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love World. Uh, Where's Waldo? The second books. part of this question is going to be so good. Yeah, now it's going to be awesome. Uh, it's a movie. Movie is tough too. It's not going to be that good. Let me think. Uh, let's see. Let's see, guys. There's an obscure answer. Uh, let me think. I forget every name. It's a nine. It's from like 1990. And it's uh, oh, that helps. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a Native American tribe. Oh, is it Indians in the cupboard? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a classic. That's uh, a classic. And Small again, soldiers. cut all this out. Small because, soldiers. Because I'm so bad with names that it's embarrassing, and I don't want people to know that. Uh, Pocahontas. No. <laughs> it wasn't Nicolas Cage, but it was. Um, well, if it wasn't him, we don't. Oh, know. okay. Dances with Wolves. I Dances a, with Wolves. I was obsessed with that movie and like wrote papers about it. So, so. the book is a painted house. The movie is <laughs> Dances with Wolves. These are some classics, y'all. <laughs> All right, is, album. The album. Dances with Wolves is a classic and has a great score. Um, oh, you just wait, buddy. <laughs> and album. <laughs> oh man. Stop laughing, man. <laughs> uh, ooh, so this is something that if I'm on a de- if I'm on a deserted island because this matters. Yeah, I'm on a deserted that is island. Your book, which and is a it's only the only thing I you can to listen read to and watch and listen to this. Because if I'm on an island, I want something that's a little bit. I I can't do like a metal thing because I'll totally get burned out, and I can't listen to metal all the time. I'll be stressed out of my mind. So, I but want, that might be. Good Maybe it'd for, be good for, uh, for production on a deserted <laughs> island. You want me to say like a Slayer album, but I can't. Uh, Job for a cowboy. <laughs> no. Ugh. Gross. Whitechapel. That's not, those are not my metal bands of I choice. Know. I know your metal bands. I'm a purist. Oh, uh, shit. Lost in a Dream, I guess, War on Drugs is really good. Okay. No, no, no. no. Uh, let me do 
Bon Iver is self-title album. All right, Perth. Yeah, that's a great fucking album. To me, that's a classic that's going to live for a long time. Okay. Okay, so the next part of this question. Mm -hmm. So you have a book, a movie, and an album. Out of those three, which is going to be the easiest to masturbate to on the (laughs) deserted island? Oh, man. You have A Painted House by John (laughs) Grisham, Dances with Wolves, and Bon Iver's self-titled. Ah. Bon Hiver is going to make you really sad, and you're not going to be I able know, to masturbate to that. But I could be into that. <laughs> but his voice, though. That's true. He's, it's a beautiful album. Mm. Um, I feel like I need visual stimulation. <laughs> so I'm going to say Dances with Wolves because of, but I have a beef here because it, it really bugs me that in that movie, uh, the woman that plays like the Native American that is his, his lover, basically, in that mm-hmm. movie is not an actual Native, Native American right, person. Yeah. And that like kills me that they they couldn't imagine or fathom having like the white man comes in and actually hooks up with like a Native American woman. It's yeah, like oh, right. it's got to be a white woman. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's some nineteen ninety logic. But <laughs> but she was sexy, and I'll I'll say Dances with Wolves is my answer. Okay, <laughs> that was too easy. <laughs> man, you guys really these are some hard hitters. <laughs> so. All right, the next sound. Oh. I, I honestly don't remember what this one is <laughs> at this point. <laughs> okay, so there's a bottle at the end. <laughs> uh, you're pour- it's too easy to say that you're pouring a liquid, so I have to give the specific liquid that you're pouring, don't I? Uh, well, I didn't say that, but <laughs> since you've made the rules, then yes. yeah, sure. well, you yeah. have, you're I making had, the rules for us. I had to tell you if you were going up or down the stairs. <laughs> um, I think you're just pouring water in a glass. Mm-mm. Negative. Take oh, a drink. Wow. He's slashing four roses. It was this whiskey we're drinking. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> All right. Okay, this is a this is a new one that I wrote this week. Uh, what is a weird conspiracy theory that you believe in? Ooh. Oh, God. I like that one. Oh, man. Oh, man. There's probably some that are very uh, interesting. But the earth is flat. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that. <laughs> hey, man. It's not that. I so, don't believe that. Not oh, even, you're one of those guys. No, okay. I, I don't believe that the earth is flat, but I do follow flat earth forums on facebook <laughs> and the amount of time and science that they put into like the earth is flat like so one thing that i saw this past week is somebody took a magnet to show like how gravity works on a flat plane <laughs> and he put like little tiny fragments of magnets on top of that magnet and you can move it around but it sits on the same gravitational pull in a circle uh-huh and i was like man you could have spent way more time like doing something way better with your life than just sitting in a dark room with magnets and a cut out piece of a flat earth. Proving something that a scientist could come in and say like, uh, no, know, cause it's the same. That guy like, just really likes magnets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, why do they pull? You know, I think magnets are a conspiracy theory now. Yeah. Um, How do they fucking work? <laughs> <laughs> ICP, baby. Real. Uh, oh, man. The one I kind of believe in is that we live in a simulation and that yeah. in 2012, the whole world ended. And now we live in a oh, matrix. Shit. 
Yeah, because wow. there's there's some weird there's some weird shit that you can Google on that. Like the fact that uh, the Statue of Liberty is apparently on uh, Ellis Island, but it's not really. It's on Liberty Island. And there's like pictures from Google Maps where it's where the Statue of Liberty should be. And it's just completely blank. Weird. Whoa. Yeah. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. I spent some time on, on the internet. Because you just told me, I definitely believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, hey, you're right, man. Yeah. It's weird shit, man. It's weird shit. Um, man. Aside from getting like political or interreligious arguments, I mean, I guess I have a hard time. Uh, I I could see the moon landing, and I'm not saying I believe it. But I could see it being <laughs> being, a, faked. being a faked thing, and it's probably because I when I was a kid, I saw when I was like totally impressionable, I saw yeah. a thing on like the History Channel, which yeah, it shouldn't have been that on the Stanley History Channel. Kubrick was yeah, actually yeah. the guy that yeah yeah, and now he's like look at the flag, it's like being blown in the wind. There's no yeah. wind on the moon, you know. <laughs> like, oh my God, they're right. Uh, uh, <laughs> there know? isn't wind on the moon. I've been there, yeah, but there's also no gravity, and you like anything you leave there stays the way it is. Yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, so and but I I wouldn't put. But it I past. also believe I actually, if you want to ask me, I don't believe the moon is real in general. So you think it's a government spaceship? I think Jesse I is the guy to ask him these <laughs> questions. I don't think there's anything there at all. Anyways, okay. Well, this one question was for you, though. I do believe in the moon, but I wouldn't. Do you worship? And, the and we moon? may. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't put it past a big foreign government, you know, or the U.S. Whenever yeah, they're in a big it was the Cold Red War, scare. yeah, with with Russia, I wouldn't put it past them staging a moon thing just to get that yeah, success. That, but, that, that patriotism. But then when I see Buzz Aldrin get pissed and like punch someone, then I believe him too. So I don't have <laughs> that a real old guy answer seems there. very passionate like that about guy, the moon. I would not, sorry, Jesse, I just kicked your stand. I would, okay. I wouldn't mess with Buzz Aldrin. So yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't go to his face and say, I don't know. It could have been a yeah. setup. Fuck the moon. <laughs> Are we out of sound effects? <clears throat> yeah, that's all. So, who did we take count? Who won the drink game? I think I think he did. Yeah, he definitely did. Hmm. I, no, I feel like I. I don't know. More. I think you guys drank twice, and I drank three times. Maybe I think we, we win. won because we win. he didn't get the stairs. Well, it did, but then he was like, "Up or down?" Oh, down. Like, I don't know. Like, you oh, tell yeah. me. <laughs> you just fucked <laughs> yourself. You didn't have to make it that difficult. I feel like a winner here, but I also feel like a big loser being here. Today. Oh, I found more stuff in the couch cushions. A bunch of pixels. pennies, <laughs> pennies left over from it testing. was me filling this room with pennies. A lot of them are in the couches now. There's uh, a lot of fucking guitar, and it's all the same fucking. Pick. Yeah, it's, it's all, all the little river the band. LRB picks. Yeah, from yeah. So, well, Bryce, hey man, it's been cool talking to you, and uh, I appreciate you coming out and talking to us. Thanks for telling us about the industry in Nashville, what you like to do in Nashville. I feel Absolutely. like uh, people listening will take your advice on what to do in Nashville, your favorite places. I think they should. Um, it's good to see you. You too. You know, I'll invite you to my house one day. So let me, <laughs> let me come over, huh? All right. Hey, okay. Oh, absolutely. It yeah. will, yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> Invites in the mail. Hey, guys, uh, I need a place to stay tonight. So. <laughs> nah. You got, nah. You got uh, this beautiful Donaldson abode. Uh, yeah. I wish, yeah. So, uh, hey guys, if you're ever in Nashville, you know, check out these places we talked about. If you're recording, uh, 
a record or an album or a single or an EP or an LP or whatever. Or a podcast. Or a podcast. podcast. No, if you're recording a podcast, call me. If you're recording a, a musical <laughs> album, else. call uh, Bryce. Or don't call him, but look him up. You can call me. me. Email me at almostlivenshvl at gmail.com. That's how you can contact us from the show. Bryce, uh, you want to give your like Instagram or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on instagram b-r-y-j-r-o-b that's bry j rob that's my instagram bry j rob <laughs> yes and uh that's how you can get a hold of bryce if you want to do a record in nashville and uh, call us i'm the best i won an award for arkansas country music award engineer of the year which we didn't mention yet so i'm gonna have to plug that i thought you were gonna bring that up when we talked about Graham. I don't like talking about it, but now that we're at the end and I haven't talked about it, I better bring yeah. it up. Now that everybody's turned this off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Almost yeah. live in SHVL at gmail.com. That's how you can hit us up. Or at Instagram. Our name is almost underscore live underscore Nashville. So thanks for listening. We hope to hear from you soon. Bryce, thanks again, man. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Bye. 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 <laughs>